With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. Time is money, and money is time as the cliche goes, and time has played an important role in this week's top business stories across China. A mysterious 32-minute glitch on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange left some investors out of pocket. Last week also saw the 40-year anniversary of the establishment of the Shenzhen Special Economic Zone, and it took just five days for the city of Qingdao to test all 10 million-plus residents of the city for COVID-19 after a flare-up of 13 cases. Without wanting to waste any more of your time, here is the news. New figures released Monday showed China's gross domestic product rose 4.9% in the third quarter, The rate of growth is larger than the previous quarter, which stood at 3.2%, but slightly lower than economists' forecasts, and lower than the 5.5% growth Caixin's survey of 16 domestic and overseas institutions showed the previous week. For the month of September, industrial production grew 6.9%, while retail sales grew 3.3%. Meanwhile, China's credit continued robust growth in September, signaling stronger economic expansion, according to the PBOC, China's central bank. In a significant economic speech, President Xi Jinping urged the city of Shenzhen, China's pioneer of reform and opening in the southern province of Guangdong, to take the lead in advancing the country's reform agenda with, quote, greater political courage and wisdom, unquote, amid, quote, unprecedented challenges, unquote, including pressures of global competition for technology and talent. The speech was part of a ceremony celebrating the 40th anniversary of the establishment of the Shenzhen Special Economic Zone. The speech signaled continued reform with specific emphasis placed on development and the need to attract, quote, world-class science and technology talent to leverage global brainpower. The Shenzhen Stock Exchange has admitted that a fault on its trading system meant there was a delay in investors being notified whether they had successfully placed or canceled orders affecting multiple transactions. The mysterious fault lasted for a 32-minute period from 9.15 a.m. to 9.47 a.m. on Thursday, October 15th, and the exchange offered an apology for any inconvenience this may cause to investors. 
However, many investors contacted by Caixin said they were not satisfied with the Shenzhen Stock Exchange's response, referring to losses caused by the trading system's glitch. The average price of land use rights in China sold in September fell 2% from the previous month to 2,621 yuan, roughly $390 per square meter, the third straight monthly decline in the 300 cities monitored by property consultancy China Real Estate Information Corp. Prices at auction also seem to slide, with average transaction prices at auction just 15.2% higher than the reserve prices set by local governments, the lowest premium since March. The fall in land prices is thought to be due in part to the government's tightening grip on property developers' debt and leverage ratios, which is putting pressure on new financing, curbing builders' appetite to add to their reserves. Last week also saw China's largest developer and the world's most indebted developer, Evergrande, fail to raise $1.09 billion in a share placement in Hong Kong, seeing its share price tumble. Lenovo has reclaimed its title as the world's undisputed PC leader in the third quarter of 2020. The computer manufacturer topped the list of world's biggest PC brands in the new rankings released last week by both IDC and Gartner. IDC calculated that Lenovo accounted for 23.7% of the global market, while Gartner put it at 25.7%. This puts Lenovo ahead of HP, which briefly overtook it in the second quarter. Overall, the global PC market grew 3.6% year-on-year in the third quarter, with 71.4 million units shipped. Although if you include Chromebooks in the PC category, which IDC does, then PC sales increased by 14.6%. Miniso, China's budget household goods retailer, and often described as a copycat of Japanese brand Muji, raised $6.08 billion in a New York IPO. Miniso stock closed up 4.4% on its first day of trading on Thursday after surging as much as 22% in its debut on the New York Stock Exchange. The company is among many Chinese companies going public in the U.S., even as others flee U.S. financial markets amid increased regulatory scrutiny and hostility from Washington. Firms based in China have raised $9.1 billion through U.S. initial public offerings this year, according to data compiled by Bloomberg, putting 2020 on course for the highest annual total since 2014. And finally, a COVID-19 flare-up of 13 cases in the city of Qingdao, which caused citywide virus testing on all the city's more than 10 million residents, has been traced to two port workers and a hospital's failure to properly disinfect a CT scan room. The two port workers were thought to have contracted the virus from imported frozen food, but then spread the virus after being taken to a local hospital and the CT scan room not being properly disinfected. The director of the Qingdao Health Commission has been suspended, and the head of Qingdao Chest Hospital has been removed from office and placed under investigation. Let's turn now to Caixin Global's managing editor, Doug Young, for a quick look at some of the stories in the news this week. So, Doug, I hear we are to be treated to not one, but two top stories from the week. What you got for us? Yeah, Kaiser. Um, I figured uh, we've we've been doing such heavy stuff uh, the last few weeks, and I usually go into big detail on some big, hard-hitting stories. So this week, I thought I'd just focus on two smaller stories that are actually both 
quite interesting and you know telling about their industries, but not not going quite into the same level of depth. So the first story I wanted to look at is uh, about Lenovo and just PCs in general. Uh, and this particular story was one that I did last week uh, about talking about how Lenovo has reclaimed its spot as the top PC maker. And what's interesting here, the, uh, sorry, this is in the third quarter, uh, and it took the spot from HP and the, the bigger story is HP and Lenovo have sort of flip-flop back and forth in PCs. But I think what's interesting for most people is this kind of a story in the past, probably a year ago this time, would have gotten the big who cares sort of reaction. But what's happened this time around is people are actually paying attention to PCs again. They've experienced a bit of a, a revival. And that's what I think is the big story here is uh, an industry that was essentially dying or, or certainly on the way out uh, seems to have come back quite a bit. And what's driving this, of course, is uh, the the pandemic. Uh, suddenly you've got all these people working from home. You've got all these people with kids who are stuck at home learning online. And, and suddenly that's really breathed some new life into the whole uh, PC market. So uh, – you know, again, I've covered this thing for a long time and, and PCs were seeing like, you know, real two and three percent growth. And a lot of times they were seeing declines. And and for the third quarter this year, uh, IDC actually reported the global PC market was up 14.6 percent, which is very impressive growth for such a, a sunset industry. So that's my uh, first story of the weekend. And like I said, Lenovo is back on top. Great. Yeah, I figured it had to be because of the pandemic. I, I came out um, to the area of North Carolina where I live now back in, I think it was 2005 when I was still based in China to do a story about the Lenovo acquisition of the IB, IBM PC division one year on. Uh, good to see that they're really mounting quite the comeback. Uh, what is the second story you have for us? The second story I wanted to look at is is a fun story, although I guess it's not fun if you were the person who was affected. It's a, another story on our site we did about cell phone identity theft, and it really throws an interesting spotlight on, you know, the perils of keeping your, your life on a cell phone. You know, people, especially here in China, they keep all sorts of payment, you know, information. Uh, they, they can make all sorts of payments from their phones. You know, and then that's not to mention all your personal emails, which is probably common everywhere in the world. Uh, but anyhow, it's, it's just your 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 life is on your cell phone, and and uh, we recounted this one particular case uh, that was viral, went viral on social media, uh, and it was involving a guy who I thought his his name on uh, WeChat or sorry on uh, Weibo was was quite interesting. It was called Old Camel. Uh, and a guy in Sichuan province, and apparently one of his relatives lost their cell phone and, and sort of had just this nightmare of, uh, I guess, the hackers found a way to get into it, even though everything is supposedly protected, and just were stealing. They were using his bank accounts to top up virtual cards and transfer money to other accounts and so on and so forth. And... Uh, Ultimately, the, the 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 losses weren't that big, which surprised me a little bit. So maybe the there are some safety mechanisms in place here. Uh, the person ultimately lost seven thousand six hundred yuan, which is about 
1100 US dollars. So it's not probably not going to be the end of the world for this person. But again, it, it really it really showed, you know, just how much people keep on their smartphones. And uh, if you lose your smartphone, heaven forbid, uh, you know, just how how terrible it is. It used to be bad to lose your wallet. And now I guess losing your smartphone is even worse. All right, Doug, two stories for the price of one. Uh, any parting thoughts about either of these? No, not really. Uh, just like I said, these two stories, I think, shine a light on sort of bigger trends. The first being, you know, like I say, the resurgence of PCs. I guess moral of that story is never count an aging and dying device out until it's really gone. And, you know, maybe this will be the start of a, a renaissance in these, these uh, devices because people – you know, people will keep studying from home and probably a lot of people have said they're going to work more from home as well. Uh, and then the second story, you know, I think it's just a wake-up call to all of us to, you know, be really vigilant about your smartphone and and probably to find backups, you know, how you would get along and, and what you would do if you ever lost your smartphone. Well, we appreciate you taking the time as always and keep an eye on that phone. Thanks, Kaiser. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Tyson Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Venkata with stories from the staff of Tyson Global. Special thanks to Li Xin and Marcus Ryder of Tyson Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. Be sure to check out the other shows in the Seneca Network on SubChina. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SubChina Access for the daily newsletter. Find us at subchina.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care.